All right, all right, I'll admit it. I'll admit it. I was wrong all the way around. Warriors win the NBA Finals in Game 6 and ruin my initial prediction of Celtics in 6. They ruined everything. I can't win shit on this show. Every prediction I seem to make just goes out of the water. So, I don't know what else there is to do except, you know, quit. I suck at this. No, get that shit out of here. I ain't quitting. Predictions change with results, okay? Um, you know, in the, initially, before the playoffs even started, I had Bucks and Suns in the rematch of the NBA Finals, okay? I, it's a, it's a long season, momentum changes, and I admit defeat. I admit defeat. I have my rights. I have my wrongs. This is where I was wrong, okay? Let's go over the NBA Finals. Welcome to Drake's Corner, everybody. Episode, I know, almost 40. I'm not sure on the number right now, but we'll get to that. You'll see it in the title. Uh, don't be lazy. Go ahead and look, please. <laughs> Anywho, so yeah, let's take a look at the uh, the NBA Finals. Uh, Warriors win their fourth championship in the last eight years. Incredible. 50% of the championships in the last eight years have gone to the Warriors, and they've been in six of the eight as well. 75%. That's incredible. They're a dynasty. You can't change the fact, all right? Let's, you know, let's take a look. You know, Celtics defense, obviously incredible. They have great interior defense. They have great perimeter defenders. Um, it seems like after game three that the Celtics kind of had an, an edge on the Warriors, you know, defensively. Um, you know, they were getting better shots. They were getting open threes. Uh, the Warriors kind of flipped the script on script on them, though. They, they came up defensively as well. Um, it seemed like they had four to five guys who could score at will at a point, and the, you know the Celtics maybe had one or two, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Um, when you have Andrew Wiggins, who was a main factor in the in the Warriors win, as a fourth option, an All Star starter as your fourth option. Now the All Star starting uh, kind of deal with Andrew Wiggins was kind of a controversy, but when you have him as your fourth option and he's at close to averaging twenty points a game in the finals, that's a success waiting to happen, and the Warriors did succeed. Uh, Jordan Poole was the real savior of the year, adding another lethal score, you know, kind of put him to another pedestal when Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson came back, and they had Andrew Wiggins as well, Draymond distributing, and, you know, guys like Kuminga, uh, Gary Payton, the second off the bench. Uh, you know, the Celtics simply have two reliable scorers at any moment, Tatum and Jalen Brown. Well, the Warriors have four to five, like I stated before. Anybody in the Warriors scheme with perimeter defenders guarding Clay and Steph, the way they are... It, you know, just the Splash Brothers, we know how they are. They The way that they're guarded from the hip and, you know, defensively face-guarded, uh, it will be hard for a player off that bench, on the Warriors bench, in that scheme to not average over 10. It's going to work for anybody. That's why guys like Gary Payton are averaging good numbers. That's why Jordan Poole stepped up. The Warriors scheme is absolutely genius. And Steve, hats off to Steve Kerr for giving players, you know, letting them spread their wings a little bit, you know, kind of giving them a say in what they do, you know. Uh, Warriors stepped up defensively and Celtics t stepped down offensively. There's absolutely zero way to guard Stephen Curry. Guard him from the hip, you give him corner kickouts and layups. Face guard him, you get pick and roll, switching defenders. It doesn't work, okay? You had Al Horford guarding him in the last basically eight minutes of the game in game six, and, you know, they couldn't get any scoring going the Celtics' way in the slightest. Jason Tatum completely turned off. Jalen Brown was the only guy doing anything. You, you have to hope for a cold night. But when you have a cold night like Game 5 for Curry, they still win. And that's when it was 100% over all the way around. When Stephen Curry went 0 for 9 from 3, not even scoring 20, 20 points in Game 5, that's when the script kind of flipped. I knew it was over. 
Uh, the, you know, the Celtics didn't even get over 100 points. Warriors defense stepped up. It was a complete flip-flop of game plan from, you know, Celtics kind of took a step back. Warriors took a step up. It was a change in pedestal after game three. It's incredible. All right, so, you know, a lot of uh, tacos around the Warriors and everything. But let's talk about Stephen Curry. Um, Curry's all-time ranking has been the, the main topic of discussion if he wins this finals, if he wins finals MVP. The all-time ranking has been discussed. You know, is he top 10? Quite possibly top 5. Do you even dare say top 3? Uh, Curry's all-time ranking, you know, he has two legit rings as the main guy. His accolades are untouched. He has incredible accolades. The finals MVP count is the only thing that dwindles an asterisk above his top 10 ranking, no doubt, Okay. In my personal opinion, he sits between top 10 and top 5 for me, maybe around that 7 or 8 range. That's my personal opinion. I think on my video where I gave my top 10 NBA players of all time, if you want to go check that out, I had Stephen Curry you know, at 11, Kevin Durant at 10. I think he jumps Durant and maybe a few other guys in that list. But if you look at guys above him like Kobe, LeBron, Jordan, you know, the finals, when they were the main guy for their team, it was undoubted that they were unanimous finals MVP, okay? But when you had 2015, Iguodala, uh, the two rings with Durant, obviously he was the main guy, while Curry only has one, and those guys have mul multiple. So now Curry has that one finals MVP under his belt where this is a real ring, this is a tough ring, a tough fought ring, and that he has finals MVP, unanimous, uh, played incredible during the entire finals, okay? He has one of those. Jordan, six. LeBron, four. Kobe, two. Against, you know, he took down the... Uh, dynasty in Boston, okay, and he put up amazing numbers when he was teamed up with Shaq, too. Let's not get that twisted, but when it's all said and done, I firmly believe Curry will be top five and quite possibly top three. I think it's going to take another ring, another finals MVP, quite possibly another regular season MVP as well, maybe a few all-pro team, you know, selections, okay, and Curry's 34. Let's not get that twisted here. There's not a ton of time left. Um, I really think that, you know, players are evolving to where uh, I'm seeing guys like Curry and they're middle 30s, LeBron late 30s, you know, they're playing at such a high level at that age, you know, it's it's crazy. Uh, I think only in history we've seen one guy who could play till into his 40s and like still kind of dominate. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was playing into his late 30s and still just wrecking the NBA, okay? But um, when it's all said and done, yeah, Curry top five, I think. I think he'll finish there. Uh, that shooting ability that he has is the best age factor and when it comes to player attributes. His shooting talent, it doesn't go away. You don't lose the strap, okay? You don't lose that. And, you know, Draymond has the facilitating factor. They're not going to lose that either. Uh, Clay, same deal. They're just, you know, you don't lose that shooting talent as you get older. I mean, uh, it doesn't look like Curry's speed is going down at the age of 34, but uh, I think he has four to five good left, good years left in him. I really do. That shooting ability is not going to go away. And I think, you know, in the near future, we're going to see um, players, you know, still uh, playing at a lethal, you know, better level than we've seen before with players in their mid-30s. I think just, you know, the style of basketball is evolving. Humans are getting stronger, faster every day to the point where in your middle 30s, late 30s, you can still play, you know, at the prime of your game. Look at LeBron, look at Curry, look at Durant, look at Harden. Um, those type of guys, you know, they're still playing you know, 25-10 stat lines, okay, and when, you know, players hit their, you know, 32-33 range, uh, it's been expected in the past that they're going to, you know, take a step down, but to guys like right now, it's not happening. Curry, 34-year-old finals MVP. So, I mean, I firmly believe that 
it takes it's a lot different now for well no duh but at the same time um, you know back in 80s and 90s once players hit their 30s fall off the face of the earth now the players who are still the best in the league are in their 30s so um, speaking of that I mentioned James Harden uh, his contract situation is kind of dwindling uh, we kind of have a supermax situation on the rise is James Harden worth a supermax so if they sign him to a five-year deal or you'll be paying him 30 million you know in that 30 to 45 million dollars a year mark you know when he's 37 years old uh on paper a short-term deal seems like the way to go you know test the waters with this mb to harden duo for a few years but i think we're seeing an uprising you know in nba players still excelling in their mid-30s like braun and steph having harden as a second option for another five years would not hurt with Embiid's development okay if you have that duo for five years uh you know sticking with the same crew could develop chemistry and a better group of role players around the two this could you know most definitely be a championship contending team if they get the right squad around them okay they kept tyrese maxey and matisse thibel throughout the trade deadline and Tyrese Maxey looks like a promising scorer, kind of like Jordan Poole for the Warriors. Matisse Thybul, that defense is incredible. He's probably one of the best uh, perimeter defenders in the NBA. Um, so, you know, they build this team around that big four there, Harden, Embiid, Thybul, Tyrese Maxey. They have good role players off the bench as well. I think the Sixers can make a push for a championship here, give it five years. Um, you know, Harden's the second option, a 37 year old Harden as your second option with Embiid, you know, developing nicely. It's not too bad at all. And if you get these guys developing, you know, the younger guys like Maxi, um, I think this can be a real onslaught of scoring. I think Harden, when he's, you know, mid thirties, kind of getting older, he'll be more of that facilitating role, but still be able to, you know, pull that step back three out of his hat, you know, the catching fouls. Um, kind of his same game. I think his game is going to age well, too. He's a 2010 guy. Um, he's at superstar level. Guys like that deserve the supermax, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, so I, I saw in first take, J.J. Redick mentioned, do you want to pay a 37-year-old Harden that amount of money? Um, you know, with Curry playing the way he is at 34, Harden doesn't seem, he's not Houston Harden, but he's the second option for a reason now. Uh, 37 years old, uh, with the way that players are still excelling right now, I'm comfortable with it. I'm going to be honest. Um, you know, I, I, what, what do you guys think? You know, does Harden deserve the Supermax, Supermax contract? You know, the, the top thing you can get, um, th 37 years old. What do you guys think? Tell me what you think. Anyway, main event of the show, uh, another NBA season to the end tonight. Um, it's currently 1 a.m., so um, I put together this, uh, this outline, and uh, we're going to talk about 2023 NBA Finals, kind of, you know, 2022-2023 NBA season. My way too early NBA predictions. All right, we're going to go through MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and Finals prediction. Um, my MVP, Joel Embiid, okay? Um, at that center position, there was really no stopping him, it seemed like. He could score from basically anywhere. He was a defensive monster. He maybe had a few injuries throughout the season, but nothing, you know, that put him at a halt. Uh, he's a regular season machine. Uh, and with Harden being the second option for an entire full season next year, Embiid's efficiency will skyrocket. Okay, he's going to get the best shot he can. He's going to get a ton more rebounds. Um, he's going to get better shots with Harden dishing, being being the facilitator that he is. I think Embiid's field goal percentage will go up. I think his efficiency will rise. And I think we'll put up maybe the close to the same stat line we saw this year. Um, you know, depending on how Jokic plays, how other guys like Luka, I think a lot of these younger guys are going to jump in for that MVP race. Uh, Joel Embiid's one of those guys that I think, you know, is just going to play maybe the same, if not better. 
um, efficiency wise, I think it will skyrocket. So, and you know, he played with Harden probably half the season this year. His numbers, you know, went nuts either either which way, you know, with or without Harden. So, um, I think that efficiency will be the main factor in the MVP voting next year. Uh, defensive player of the year, we saw him tonight. We saw him going on a block party. Robert Williams was the best interior defender for the Celtics and was having, you know, a block party, like I said, all season and throughout the entire playoffs. If he can stay healthy, he can be the best shot blocker in the league. Okay, this guy gives me big Ben Wallace vibes, you know, maybe bigger. He is a very good, you know, layup, just swatter. Okay, he, he blocks guards going into the lane every time. The Warriors really couldn't get a lot of those interior layups that they got uh, for the first few games of the finals until they started switching defenders. But when Robert Williams was down there, there was no hope for them. And you can, you know, you can probably guess with a lot of other teams, um, Robert Williams is going to succeed a lot more. If he's playing that way at the pinnacle of, you know, talent and effort in the finals, it's not going to shock me if Robert Williams comes out and wins Defensive Player of the Year. That's my prediction there. And my finals prediction. Next year, I have the Warriors and the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, Giannis, I think we forget, you know, who he is. Um, You know, the Celtics really put a stop to him defensively. Uh, Middleton was out. I think that was a big factor. A lot of the guys that played excelled in the first round for the Bucks and the second round kind of just dwindled away. Um, and, you know, they still brought it to seven games and, you know, put a, a good a good effort against the Celtics. But, you know, Giannis isn't that guy that shoots for a good effort. Um, you know, his second main scorer was gone. Um, and, you know, on the Warriors' hand, they are just leagues above a lot of West teams right now. Uh, the Suns, you know, poised themselves to be uh, a playoff contender two years ago, uh, but that was when Lakers just absolutely landfill and the Warriors, you know, not healthy at all. So the Suns, you know, made their regular season run, made a playoff run in the kind of the weaker west side two years ago, and now um, they kind of just look like a regular season team. That's the only threat I see to the Warriors right now. Don't be shocked if the Mavericks uh, go nuts here next next year regular season-wise. Uh, Luka's a great regular season player. They just traded for Christian Wood, Rockets center. So uh, keep an eye out for the Mavericks. I have the Mavericks, Warriors, and Suns as the three elite teams in the West next year. But I think the Warriors right now, the way they're playing is unstoppable. The way that you guard them, it's unstoppable. But who knows? Maybe they'll have a bad series. You can't catch them on a a bad day, though, because next game, you know, it's, it's different. They don't have two bad games in a row. That's not how they work. Anywho, so yeah, I got Warriors and Bucks. I think Giannis is just leagues above a lot of, you know, probably any East superstar. And the Warriors team-wise, they're a lot better. Um, Yeah, those are my two teams in the finals. And that is the finale of the show. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for watching. It has been a pleasure admitting my defeats at the start of the show and, you know, just going through the finals with you all. Happy Friday. I hope you guys have a good one, and I'll see you next episode. Peace.